Who should we pray to? Through the years, this subject has come up uh, in a lot of different directions about prayer. Prayer's big. I hope you pray a lot. I hope you pray often. I hope you pray all the time. I hope you pray without ceasing. I hope you're in a, <clears throat> a spirit of communication with the Lord Jesus, uh, just without a formal introduction. You're just like a, like two friends walking down the road. You don't have to have a formal introduction when you talk to each other. You know, like Mr., you know, you know who we are. You're talking to him like a friend, like, like who he is. There's confusion in this area. Um, how many times have you been in church or maybe been in a, a fellowship or a gathering where somebody has been asked to pray and they ended their prayer in God's name? Or maybe they, addressed, they ended their prayer and addressed it to God, G-O-D. Or possibly they ended their prayer in Father or began it with Father. Or maybe just prayed and ended it with the word amen. I have heard more than not, people, when they pray, use the word Lord for a filler, for a filler. That's when they don't know what else to say. They say, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this good day, Lord, and the temperature is 75, Lord, and it's just a beautiful day, Lord. Thank you for all these people that showed up, Lord, and Lord, I just pray that my wife would start acting good, Lord, and really behave and start making uh, pancakes for me in the morning, Lord, and it'd be just right like my mother used to make, Lord. <laughs> they don't know they're doing it. They're in a habit. It's, it's, it's automated. It's, it's not, their brain is not working. I don't know about you, but if you tried talking to your wife that way, she would call nine one one. If I if if Abdel you you want Jessica and said Jessica I really love you Jessica Jessica today by the way I want you to sweep the house Jessica and don't leave it like it was yesterday Jessica. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, she would say uh, Let's get your fever. Let's check your temperature because you know my name. Okay, let's get that over with. And so. In a way, I believe that actually is taking the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord that I got in vain. The word vain means simply means emptily, with no real meaning or purpose. So we need to be careful when we pray. It's not uncommon to have misunderstandings and mistakes in this area. I believe praying is a growing process. A wheelbarrow, I don't expect wheelbarrow to talk to me like he's a five-year-old. He talks to me like he's a two-year-old. I don't expect Heather to talk to me like a five-year-old. She's a 20-year-old. But the Bible teaches in the New Testament it's a very specific way to pray. Um, by the way, it's not to, we're not to pray in the same way they prayed in the Old Testament. They prayed in in the Old Testament differently than we are to pray. They pray differently in the, in the Gospels than we are to pray. Things have changed. Jesus taught his disciples to pray in Matthew 6, 9 through 13, our Father which art in heaven, 
that is not the way he's taught us to pray in the New Testament past that. The Gospels, he was still here. He had not died on the cross and not fulfilled it. But just before he left in John 14, 13, 14, which is our text, by the way, he really lays down the rule when you pray. This is the way I want you to pray. If you should ask anything in my name, the Father, if you should ask anything in my name, I will do it that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you should ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's on your cards, by the way. Um, and he very he changes it from it used to be in Jehovah's name, it used to be in uh, Elohim. There's 14 different names, or no, seven different sacred names of, of God the Father in the Old Testament. Then Jesus telling his disciples, say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then it moves to in the name of Jesus. Now, you can still pray to the Father, no doubt, but you pray in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In the Old Testament, they used Jehovah's, as I said, the Gospels. While he was still there, he said, pray to our Father. But New Testament, it changed. So, there's been a shift. Just like we went from the law of Moses to the time of grace, there's been a shift in the way God deals with people. And so why do I, or who, I should say, do I address in prayer? First, let's look specifically, as I just quoted in John, if you haven't marked it, John 14, 13, 14. Whatsoever you shall ask, and, I want, and if you've you got your Bible, in my name is an important phrase. That will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you should ask anything in my name, I will do it. <clears throat> that is amazing that he would say that. As a man, for sure, a just a man, you would never say that. First of all, you'd be lying because you had no power to do what they ask. But Jesus is saying, I got the power to do what you ask in my name. If you're, if you're, that's probably one of the best verses of all the New Testament for his deity. That Jesus is God manifest in the flesh. Uh, he employs there. Nobody else employs this. <clears throat> so we're forbidden in Joshua chapter 23, verse 7, to even bring up the name of another God in our lips. He says when you come that you come not amongst these nations, these that remain among you, neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow down thyself. You're not even supposed to mention the name of the other gods, he tells his people. Only God was to be addressed, and his name was used carefully, very, very carefully. Ten Commandments, of course, Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain or emptily, or lightly. There's prophets who spoke in God's name when he never told them to speak. Jeremiah 14, 15 says, Thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets that prophesy in my name. I sent them not, yet they say, Sword and famine shall not be in the land, but sword and famine shall those prophets, by, by sword and famine those prophets shall be consumed. So, they used his name, and I think that's going on, has been going on, is going on today, and will go on in the future till Jesus comes and stops it. There are false prophets continually. Peter says there'll be false prophets among you. 
Paul says, rising up even among our own selves shall be wolves, not sparing the flock. It's a sad case of affairs. But there are false prophets and false teachers are always some, we're told they're always either among us or near us, waiting to try to steal, kill, destroy the work of God. And they talk a big. They talk mightily in 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 God's name. Oh, they claim it. They talk all kinds of things and say all kinds of things that God has not told them to do. It's amazing things Jesus says about His name being used. Matthew eighteen five, who shall whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receive with me. In whose name? Didn't say Jehovah. Didn't say Elohim. Didn't say the seven sacred names of God in the Old Testament. In my name. What is the name I'm talking about? Jesus Christ. His name is Jesus. His last name is not Christ. Jesus, the Christ. It identifies that he is the Christ that was to come. Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now that is a pretty good designation of who we're talking to and who we're talking, who we're praying to. He said, if you'll see, receive one little child in my name, you receive me. Now, I don't know about you, but that's enough to stop right there and go home. We're talking about these kids right here. He said, you picked me up today and brought me to church. God will bless a church that cares about little children. He'll bless a church who cares about children and will spend the money to get them and to go out there. Those little magic trips, brother, I don't take that lightly. You love children. That's why I learned those things. Amen. Oh, Jayla, learn how to do balloons, fold, make little animals. I think she had blisters and, and the night after the farm fest making so many balloons, right? Well, why'd you learn that, girl? Why'd you learn? It's not easy to learn. I tried to learn it. I do not have the mental capacity to do that. He says, in my name, not in God Almighty, not in Lord God, not in Lord of hosts, not in God of Israel, in my name. Matthew 18, 20 says, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Who can say that? Who is this talking? Who's talking? That, was, that, could, have, that could say, that would have the presumption to say we're two or more. Now, And he's talking about through time. He's not just talking about the people that were just there. He's talking about 19 centuries down the road. Whosoever, two people gather in my name, there I am in the midst. That excites me about gathering together. That's why we go out two by two, by the way. Not only did he, by example, send out his disciples two by two, but where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. So I want to go out with another person because I want Jesus with me. Amen. I got the Holy Spirit in me. But who can say that? You would think Jesus was omnipotent. You would think Jesus is omnipresent. You would think Jesus is omniscient, all-knowing. Well, he's making comments that only God himself could make. Matthew 24, 5 says, For many shall come in my name, saying, I'm the Christ and shall deceive many. How do you know that? He knew the future. God knows the future. So 
We don't see the devil knows that. No, he can know the future by putting things together, but he don't know the future like God knows it. It's amazing that Jesus' name was going to be used by false believers, false, false teachers, to give them a sense of power and a sense of legitimacy. False teachers love to use the name of Jesus. They use it all the time. Jesus told me. Jesus did this. Jesus did that. Because it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a symbol of power and legitimacy. They don't say Muhammad. Why? I've always wondered this. Going out construction job, I worked on the railroad for a year and a half, third shift. And them railroaders were a foul bunch of people, a foul bunch of folks. And then I went to a construction site, a foul bunch of people. Everything they did was cuss and use Jesus' name in vain, just Jesus' name in vain. It was the most popular name on the job. Is it still that way? Their vocabulary is about five words. And I'm like, well, why don't you curse Muhammad? Why don't you curse Buddha? Ah, Buddha. I don't know about you, but that animates to me that Jesus must be the one. Because the forces of this, the God of this world hates him and causes his children to use his name in vain. You with me on that? Ah. Mark chapter 9, verse 41, For whosoever shall give a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, very, uh, you get a cup of water because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall, he shall not lose his reward. I'm a magician. If I put money in the stock market, it will disappear. But I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. I talk to very smart people. They put a lot of money in this millions and millions of dollars in the stock market just to have it evaporate to nothing. Well, there's a thousand different investment schemes out there. People write articles. I got the best way. No, this guy's got the best. There's a thousand different investment schemes. The truth of it is, there's no secure investment this side of heaven. Amen? You say, well, my house is. No, it isn't. No. There's no secure investment. And God wants to keep it that way. Because he wants you to have him as your security. God forbid that I depend on a bank account for my peace. God forbid that I depend on a home or blocks and and, and and a roof over my head for some sort of peace. Now, I'm not complaining. I don't mind having a house. I don't mind driving vehicles. I don't mind having a But God forbid that that would be my source of peace. When he's told me that it can be taken away. Or I can leave it without notice. Amen. I was thinking the other day about death. About how quick it comes and how it doesn't give you notice. A lot of times it doesn't give you notice. Like I was thinking, I was sitting in my office, and I was thinking of some things I needed to straighten up, you know, and refile and do some stuff. And I thought, I need to do that. But I said, guess what? I'll come in here one day, and then the next day I won't come in. And somebody else will have to do that. I think I'll leave it for them. <laughs> Amen. 
It's just going to be one day to the next. It's literally going to be one day to the next. And you'll leave this world. This world is not my home, but just a passing through. So I give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name, and he says, you're going to get a reward for it. Well, what we're doing for those kids is a whole lot more than a cup of cold water. We're giving them a free T-shirt. Amen? There'll be some reward for that. We don't do it for the reward, but we ain't going to say no. People say, well, you do it for the reward. No, we do it because Jesus wants us to do it. It's his business how he rewards us. Amen? But who can say that shall not lose your reward? You can't even say your investments are going to be here next year. You don't know they'll be here. You don't know they're going to be intact. You don't know we'll have a government. You don't know what's going to happen after next year's election. You don't know that we're not going to have civil war. You don't know that we don't have Russia come in here and try to take us when we're weak. You don't know what, uh, what may happen. We don't know. We may have the greatest prosperity we've ever had in the United States of America in the next four or five years. But one thing for sure we all agree on, we don't know. And God wants, he loves it that way and wants you to keep lifting your eyes up to him and wants you to keep trusting. Nobody can guarantee a future except God. And so when he says you give a cup of cold water in my name to even a disciple of mine or a little child, you'll not lose your reward. I tell you, that's a verse that proves the deity of Christ. John 16, 24 says there's going to be a change. He says, hitherto have ye asked nothing in, in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Who can promise full joy unless somebody controls joy? I can't promise you joy. But Jesus promises you joy. He said, pray in my name, ask in my name, that you might have full joy. I'm going somewhere with this. So what we see is that Jesus, before his departure and ascension to the throne of God, made a change in the way his people were to come to the throne of God. That they were to come no longer in Jehovah's name, no longer in the other names of God, no longer uh, in his Father's name, but to come in his name. He was now being exalted to number one above all. This change was made by Jesus just before he went up. I like it because in Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved whom God has also highly exalted and given a name above every name. The name of Jesus, every knee should bow, things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. That covers it. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and the glory of God the Father. When you go to heaven, you're going to see Jesus. He's the judge of all the earth. He's going to be on the throne. You'll see him. I hope you're familiar with talking to him. Keep it in mind. So who does Jesus think he is? I believe he knows who he is. He's God manifest in the flesh. 
eternal in his nature, unlimited in his power, all-present, all-knowing. He is God, a very God. So let's go back to our text. John 14, 13, 14, Whosoever, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, I will do it, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now we know from, we know Scripture, no Scripture stands alone. Right? No Scripture stands alone. Scripture to be compared with Scripture, to get the big picture. We know First John says, if you pray according to God's will, is a key to getting your prayer answered. I mean, just like any good father, if a child asks something that's going to damage him, the father's going to say no. God always answers your prayer. Yes, no, or wait. A lot of times just wait because a lot, of, a lot of what God wants us to do is trust over a period of time. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. How many times that's through the Bible? Wait on the Lord. Boy, that's hard for me. Boy, how's your patience doing? But he says it. Wait on me. Trust me. Wait. So who then do we pray to? Do we pray? I have people come to me and say they pray to the Holy Spirit. That bothers me. That bothers me. The Holy Spirit's mission is to glorify Christ and to testify of Christ. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to be the invisible power behind the glorification of Jesus Christ. Now, he's God. But he is not the one to get the glory. The one to get the glory, according to Jesus in John 14, if you want to read it, John 14, 15, and 16, the one to get it is Jesus Christ. The one the Holy Spirit's going to talk about is Jesus Christ. So when you pray, I have people say, Well, I, I pray the Holy Spirit, the Holy I don't it bothers me when people talk about the Holy Spirit using his name. The Holy Spirit this, Holy Spirit that, Holy Spirit told me this, Holy Spirit moved me, Holy Spirit was Holy Spirit. How about we talk about Jesus? Who died for you? Because the Holy Spirit's mission is to talk about Jesus. He wants to lift up Jesus. He don't want to be lifted up. I stand on the Bible on that. God forbid we pray to Mother Mary. We don't want to pray to Mother Mary. First of all, she never hears your prayer because she has no deity quality at all. She's just a human just like you are. You don't pray to Mother Mary. You don't pray to an apostle. As some churches want to teach people to pray to. You know why they pray to Mother Mary? Because Jesus is too busy. Is that what they taught you? She, they taught him. There's a Catholic right there. Yeah, I mean, a former Catholic. I mean... Pray to Mother, pray to Mother Mary because Jesus is too busy listening to you. My, you know that ain't in the Bible. You've read the Bible. It's not there. Pray, I'm, I'm telling you what's there tonight. Pray to Jesus. In Jesus' name. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit does make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. There's no doubt that he makes intercession for you. And he'll, he'll help you to pray. And he'll help teach you to pray. But what characteristic of the Holy, of, of the Holy Spirit is his exaltation of Jesus. That's the characteristic he's there. When Jesus begins to get the glory for saving you and keeping you and redeeming you, the Holy, that's the Holy Spirit of God. When the Holy Spirit begins to get the credit for gifting and for this and for that, that's not the Holy Spirit of God. It's not what he does. It's not what he's here for. 
Jesus saved us. He died for us. He suffered for us. He's incarnated for us. He's resurrected for us. He ascended to the throne of God. He's on the right hand of the Father right now, making intercession for us. Romans, Romans chapter 8, 34 says, Who is he that condemneth? Christ, it is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Not Jehovah, not the Holy Spirit, Jesus. John chapter 16, 13, 14, I'll be at the spirit of truth when he's come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself. What's fuzzy about that? Now, what you tell me, what's fuzzy about that? But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he shall, call, he shall show you things to come. He shall, Jesus is speaking, he shall glorify me. What's fuzzy about that? For he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. So based on what the Bible teaches, we can pray to the Father, but we pray in Jesus' name. We do not use the generic word God. If you're in a habit of that, quit it. Beat yourself up. Quit it. God is just a generic name for deity. It can be Muhammad. It could be, it could be Buddha. God, God, you know, it could be the thousand different gods they have over in India. Under Hindu. I personally shy away from using the name God. Because it's just so generic. It's just a generic name for a deity. And now I don't think you committed a horrible sin by saying, oh God, help me. As a born-again believer of the Holy Spirit in you, I believe you are talking about the right God, right? I don't think you're misplacing your deal. But ultimately speaking, you're, you're, you're to use Jesus' name, not God's name, not the Holy Spirit's name, not Mother Mary's name, the Apostle's name, not anyone else's name, but Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And according to John 14, 13, 14, he's going to give you what you ask. If it's right to ask and it's in his will to ask and it's something he wants for you, he'll do it for you. If I prayed that God would give me a new Honda Goldwing, automatic, by the way, automatic transmission, I could understand him saying no. Because he wants the best for me. in all seriousness, you say, Brother Bill, you mean everybody don't understand this? No, everybody does not understand this. You'd be shocked at how many people do not understand this. Now, don't be so self-conscious now you don't want to pray. I remember uh, Brother Moon, when he first got here, we had prayer meetings over in the office. And Brother Moon, he started praying, Brother, he was Lord, Lord, Lord. He was one of them guys that do the Lord, you know, 50 times in 10 minutes. I said, that's not going to get your prayer answered, not one bit faster. And so what you do to, to, to cure somebody of that is let them listen to their prayer. You record them, and then you just play it. And it's uh, self-healing because uh, 
Once you hear yourself say that, you realize <clears throat> that you're basically in a mindless repetition. You ever hear anybody preach and go, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and doesn't it drive you crazy? Does it drive you crazy? Drives me crazy. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, it's just mindless filler, mindless filler. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, you try not to do that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mindless filler. You got that? You got that? I should have paid more attention when Chris preached and, and, and had a few of his little, his little savings here. But he's doing, Chris is doing better and better. He, he's, he's, he's doing better and better. Just like Moon did better and better and better. Pretty soon when Moon would pray that we wouldn't do that anymore. Man, I don't. You say, Brother Bill, what about, I, I did the same thing back over at Community Baptist Church praying with Dick Anderson. I remember it hurt my feelings so bad after we got done praying, he took me over to the side, put his arm around me and said, Bill, you got to quit saying, Lord, you're just, you're blaspheming God by just, you know, just mindless. And I thought, oh, I'm 20 some years old. You mean to tell me he's got to correct me on, on this, you know, my pride. And I said, Lord, uh, help me. Help me not to do that, but I can't, I can't believe how many times I did it after that. You get into one of them deals. So pray to Jesus. Pray in Jesus' name, and he'll answer you. Father, thank you tonight. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida, also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.